loving you. Well, howdy. Welcome to Nickel Park. This is the Couch Guided Safari Through the Wilderness of Life, and I'm your tour guide, Joshua. And I'm your tour guide, Ben. And I'm your tour guide, Luke. Luke, why are you talking so fast? <laughs> Our audiences have been talking that we talk too quickly. But really, they just listen too slow. Ooh, Ooh maybe. Speed up your brain. We actually speed it up in post because we talk so incredibly slow in real life. <laughs> it takes four hours to record. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you guys may have noticed uh, that we did not put out a typical episode last week. Guys, a bird pooped a bullet on my porch this weekend. Excuse, Excuse me? This is not an exaggeration. I'm I'm holding the bullet up to the screen right now. Oh my! Can you see it? Yeah, but gosh, I do see a bullet. It's How a do real you know bullet. it came from a bird butt? This was sitting in a pile of bird poop with bird poop on it. On my porch, Sunday morning. Incredible. Um, it is not incredible. a fresh bullet. Like, it's definitely, like, it's worn down, so it's, like, bounced around the gravel a while. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Now, so, here's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. got to figure out how this happened. There's a couple ways this could have <laughs> happened. The first way I'm thinking of, it, it looks like a 9 mil, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, first thing I'm thinking, somebody got distracted they were uh, maybe thinking about loading their gun or something, picked up a bird mm-hmm. by accident, loaded the bird. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a blackbird and it was dark and they set their gun uh-huh. down. Okay. Go to pick it back up, put that last bullet in. Whoops, it was a bird. All right. And obviously, you can't like get it back out at that point, right? Okay, like, that's but here's the, the thing. It's, it's not the casing. It's just the bullet. Oh, so just you, the fired bit. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I think this is what happened. I I think a bird um ate a bullet that was just on the ground, everything, you mm-hmm. know. Someone was loading up their mag like Ben said, dropped one on the ground and it ate it. So mm-hmm. it's got a full bullet inside of it, casing mm-hmm. and all. It's flying around and it gets hit by perhaps a a golf ball a rogue flying object and the force of that then triggers the firing mechanism of the bullet Mm -hmm. and it simply fires directly out of the bird the bird's anus but wait (laughs) and and brings poop along with it Mm -hmm. sure so somewhere out there there's a bird with a casing still inside of them yeah right a smoking casing and a very loose butthole (laughs) yeah what would you all do if you saw a bird flying beautifully through the sky, get struck with a golf ball, hear a gunshot, and then see the bird's butt just, like, smoking casually? <laughs> Here, I've got a better visual for you. I'm imagining that it's carrying around the bullet, and it lightly lands on a, a power line, as they normally do. Mm. And because they don't usually have metal in them, it's enough to conduct electricity, which sets off the bullet. So this bird gently lands on the power line and then immediately explosion bullet goes flying <laughs> out of this bird okay okay <laughs> another option black ops flying mm-hmm. in the sky 
in their helicopters, right? Going sure. on some secret mission. Guys, mm-hmm. again, the guy's loading his gun. He drops one. Whoops. Falls out the back of the helicopter. It's okay. Yep. It happens all the time, I bet. Uh, <laughs> he's nervous. Bullet falls down. Baby bird's waiting in the tree. Open mouth. Waiting for mom to come back with some worms. What's that? Gunk. <laughs> right in there. Then the bird just lives with it for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's just in there forever. And then the golf ball thing happens. Because I forgot how to get the casing out of the bullet. <laughs> Hmm. Better. Oh. Ooh. Okay. We're just we'll run it back. Uh, mm-hmm. Black ops guy shoots a gun, but he shoots it straight up in the air. Bullet mm-hmm. comes back down into the baby bird. Ooh, no case. Okay. Oh. Okay. There you go. Doesn't um, kill the baby bird. Sure. Somehow. Despite the velocity. And then hit the bird grows up with a bullet in its gut, and they call right. him old nine milli. Right. And once his butthole gets big enough to discharge mm-hmm. it, <laughs> success. <laughs> It's like it's like a kidney stone he carried his entire life <laughs> from birth. That's right. Um, okay, what about this? Uh, so you know how people have been like humans have been partnered up with like falcons and stuff for hunting. Like they've been friends with birds. You know. Mm-hmm. What if um, this is the modern version of that? And there's like a gangster or something, and he's out in the out in the streets, does a murder, and his trusty falcon swoops in, eats the evidence. Mm. Whoa. And then the bird's carrying mm. it. No one's gonna, yeah, no one's gonna track this bullet through a bird and link right. it to a murder. No way. Maybe the bird uh, shot a. Maybe the bird did a crime. Mm. Too. And had to eat his own evidence. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Have you guys seen the old timey videos where the guys catch the bullets in their teeth? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe their secret was they had birds in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just a talent. Naturals, yeah, that they have. Yeah, birds are super good at catching bullets in their mouths and their little beaks. Uh, And then one didn't quite catch it fast enough, and he got into him a little bit. Like he slowed it down, but it still got into Mm -hmm. him. What if we started ranking birds based on their approximate beak size in relation to a bullet casing? That would be incredibly difficult. Like (laughs) finches are twenty twos. And two cans are I don't even know what you call those. Something that right. gets shot out of a tank. Well, two uh, so yeah. later we might we might rank birds on their bullet similarities to beaks. Yeah. Sometime we should talk. You know what we should talk about? We should talk about the most dangerous bird. Sometime I feel like we've done a lot of other animals on our list, but we haven't mm-hmm. really covered birds before. That's true. Most mostly flightless creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if you if you could call a whale flightless, yeah, I mean, those things are majestic. Yeah, I don't know. That one might be too easy because we'd all just immediately agree on the most deadly bird. Right, right. it's yeah. super obvious, so we don't right. need to get into it right now. Might as well not even bring it up. Nope. So yeah, that happened. Uh, that was my little weekend uh, event that I thought y'all would appreciate. That's that is really, an awesome really story. Hey, what was that other thing we were going to talk about? <laughs> uh. Uh, restaurants, restaurants. That's right. right. Yeah. So this yeah. is a you, yeah a question that's been plaguing, just like everybody. I feel like for a while. Yeah. Um. So and we're gonna give you uh, as definite an answer as we can, but it's a it's a tough sort of nut to crack. Um. So what people have been wondering, what scholars 
have been postulating over mm, for indeed. decades now has been what fast food chain would win Jeopardy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen this yeah. question in the forums mm-hmm. a lot, and the debates are heated, to say heated. the least. Mm-hmm. Right. The Reddit is one of the first Reddit pages, I think, made on Reddit. Yeah. Um, well, it was originally posed by Plato, right? First, it was, if a tree falls in the woods, nobody's around, doesn't make a noise, and followed by... Right. Which fast food restaurant would win Jeopardy? Right. At the time, it was Fastiest Foodimus, but... And it wasn't... <laughs> it was... Jepardium or something nonsense. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it was was just like. Well, I was just gonna say it's just a guy named Jeopardy, and he had like he just asked people questions. Right. Well, I mean, at the time they were living history, so there was like very little to go on before. It was just like, have you heard about what uh, that guy's doing? What Alexander is doing now? Today? (laughs) (laughs) Right. There was only one history book at the time, and it was called the newspaper. (laughs) History class when you were a kid was just like, so what did you do yesterday? (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) Write that down and save it somewhere. Did you hear about Pompeii? That's messed up, huh? (laughs) Uh, Now, obviously, so Jeopardy is a a four-person game. And there's different camps on how you sort of deal with that, right? Is it a four-person game? It's a three-person three? game. Yeah, three. I, thought, I thought it was. Well, if you count Alex Trebek, rest in peace, mm-hmm. he was really a player. Ah, in fact, right. I would say he was a player. He was the best player. He knew every answer. He did. That's a good point. Um, and so there's, like, I feel like different camps. Um, like, some people want to break all of them down and then pit them against each other three at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. Cause there's a lot of matchups there. Other people, yeah. people in the other camp like to just say like, okay, imaginary jeopardy game where every fast food chain is involved. I Who's think to answer the questions the fastest. Yeah. I think that's the right. one we should go with. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That simplifies things. <clears throat> right. Um, so then the other variable is categories. Yeah. Right. That's what I was about to say. The categories are going to make a huge difference in who's going to have the upper hand but i feel like we can come to some sort of an agreement on what would be the overall champion so so we've already hit on one common jeopardy category historical information but there's so many different categories of historical information right so like what what restaurant is the most well-rounded right right well-traveled travel well-traveled is also big travel Mm. is good um, obviously your big name brands are going to be out there, you know, like you got McDonald's, I think in every country right. in the world, just about practically. Mm-hmm. So that's going to, so that's going to help a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they've been around for a while. Who are just so specific. Right. Like, like, like we talked previously about like, say Bible, if Bible history comes up, Clearly, Chick-fil-A is going to win. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, like Jimmy John's is super specific, so, you know. Right. If if someone brings up sandwiches, what? they're going to crush it. <laughs> right. I know about that. And uh, uh, probably speed-related mm-hmm. things. 
oh yeah true. freaky that's fast true yeah so okay so let's just shoot straight from the hip here when you think what's the smartest restaurant fast food restaurant go do you know it used to, in my head as a child it used to be subway i used to think like oh people hmm. who eat at subway are like smart healthy individuals and now mm-hmm. sometimes i think that subway is like a garbage dump it yeah, is a little bit um i don't know why but arby's went to, straight to my head i, I, I would arby's. agree with that interesting yeah i don't really know why they've never stooped to the easy like yeah. let's just flip some burgers route you know like they've always yeah. kept it like like just the meats, you know, the deli meats. Okay, try this on for size. Go, go with me here. Dairy mm-hmm. Queen. Ooh. All right. So All Dairy right. Queen started off right, masters of dessert. So they've got dessert right. categories, sweet things covered. Mm-hmm. Then they decided, okay, now we're also gonna serve like food, like fast food. Okay, branched out, expanded their repertoire, and they also do breakfast. How many fast food places out there do breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert? Well, not many. I mean, not a whole lot. Like you can get a McFlurry at McDonald's or something, but like they, no one goes to McDonald's for their ice cream products, except my wife. <laughs> Same yeah, with no Wendy's. one says who wants to go get a McFlurry after this basketball game. Right, except my wife. Well, okay, but all right, I'd excluded. <laughs> We all say, let's go get a blizzard. Yeah, everybody wants a blizzard. And then sometimes also chicken nuggets while you're there. Right. And some of their toast slathered in that stuff they call butter. Mm. <laughs> I want a toast blizzard. Mm. Think they could whip one of those up for me? Okay, all right. Dairy Queen. Okay, so Dairy Queen's a pretty strong contender. Yeah, I would say cookout uh, just for the sheer variety of things that they do. I like, I kind of like that. Like they may not have the sort of international approach, but they can do mm-hmm. a lot of things very well. Yeah, their skill set is immense. They they looked at every food and said, "We'll just do them all." Right, right. So if you put them, <laughs> you give them the Jeopardy questions, like because they get the review sheet before the show of like, well, "Here's some general ideas to get mm-hmm. you focused." Man, cookout's gonna be all over it. They've had practice in all the all the things. Trying they to, won't be surprised by anything you throw at them. Right. Right. Clearly, because you can order just the nastiest sounding whatever you want there, <laughs> and they probably have a nickname for it already. Yep. Taco Bell, obviously not even in the running. I don't think so. They have no. four ingredients that they make different shapes with. Yep. Right. They're not even really that fast or you do like diverse. One f- one fart joke and they're like crying on the floor laughing they're done they're out (laughs) they also came to jeopardy absolutely blazed out of their mind so that's not helping them at all but they're having a good time they're They're having having a good time time. nobody has a better time than taco bell you know what ben you've convinced me i'm willing to say cookout seems like i think it's an underdog like most people don't champion cookout on the reddit forums yeah. No. For most people I feel like it's a it's like a, you know, head to head between the bigger the bigger fast food companies. I, I, I can get behind that. I still like Dairy Queen a lot and I feel like I can make a convincing argument, but 
Okay, Queen Wax. Could you could you say the combination A and W K F C? Those are going out of style, but Whoa. again, you're you're bringing a lot of different things in there. Mm-hmm. I think we have to rule out combinations. They're too powerful. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because they also have the the what the KFC Long John Silvers. Long John Silvers. And I mean, it doesn't get knowledge. any more worldwide than that, really. Mm-hmm. They've got the land and the ocean. Mm-hmm. Waffle House. Nope. Waffle House. It's, it's just not them. <laughs> Waffle House would be uh, right there with Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, Taco Bell's Blaze and Waffle House is absolutely drunk off their minds. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> or nursing a hangover. Right. Both, yeah. That's more, yeah. They're hungover and drunk. Waffle House and Taco Bell are on uh, Wheel of Fortune before Jeopardy. My wife won't, uh, not won't, my wife has not eaten uh, at Waffle House. Uh, she has not ha- had a waffle yet uh, because the one time she went to Waffle House, uh, her friend ordered a waffle and she watched the, the cook lady pick it up off the waffle machine with her like two inch long fake nails mm. and throw it on the plate. And mm-hmm. Ivy couldn't, she couldn't do it. She couldn't, mm. she couldn't order a waffle after that. So I need to take her to have a good experience. Right. Tell um, her just not to look. Yeah, don't look, because I feel like that happens a lot. Because that's what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Why dirty a fork when your hands are forks? Cookout? Yeah. Cookout. I, I like cookout. I feel I good about too. cookout. And this Not week, just because we like cookout. Yeah, not just because we're sponsored by cookout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go, internet. Question answered. Money? Let's see. Welcome to the ad booth, folks. As usual, we like to go big and then go home. So this week, we are sponsored by a pretty big company, uh, one that I was not super familiar with before they reached out to us. It is Masimoto Eyewear. So this is a glasses company. They make eyeglasses, uh, and they are on the forefront of glasses technology. I actually uh, occasionally wear glasses. I'm supposed to, and I, I don't often because... I, I forget them, but it, just reading through all the ways that they have developed new techniques for building these glasses, uh, making them as comfortable and as effective as possible is just, uh, it's been real cool. So we're going to go through and just list some of our favorite uh Construction techniques for the glasses, favorite aspects of the glasses, things we like about them, um, just to get you guys as excited about them as we are. So... A couple things that I noticed when I was reading through. Uh, one, it's it's so cool. They use biopular disinclination and concentric retroduction, which can cure pre-Nordic gastromonoculitis. It's crazy. Uh, they also use free conversion, conversion combined with uh, reverse hyponurling for premium cochlear comfort, and that is key. You're going to need cochlear comfort for your glasses. They also use prefog and defog using inhalatory radioscopy for ultra-clear lenses. Two of the other things I like, they use groove-centric accumulitis achieved by counter-reductive and sinusoidal girdle springs combined with inter-reductive and intangential cranial logistics. It's crazy. It's so cool. <clears throat> they also use their patented micro-sheep spinduli for maximum reflexory contraction and prevention of all kinds of ocular maladies like migraines and spotty brain syndrome. 
yeah, Ben, thank you. That is, uh, those were also some of my favorite parts. Um, I really did like a deep dive into kind of their process, the production side of things, uh, which was just super interesting to me. So uh, this is just straight from their website. They use a galvanized triple oscillating dynamometer with a nine-spoke decibel generating belt fan. This creates a reverse choreographed conical diaphragm with a reflective quotient of just under 41 carats. They then take the truncated gyrosphere over to a diamond-pendulated, non-Newtonian sconce evaporation diode, which produces the granulated electron fragmentation needed to achieve ultraviolet spiralized carcinogens. And then finally, they top it off with a cool misting of Pam cooking spray. All right, yeah, that's uh, that's all really good stuff. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about them too, if you don't mind. So one thing that they're doing that a lot of other companies out there are not is uh, they are changing the mounting style of the anterior refractors. So you see the anterior mounting fixtures for the occipital refractors is bilaterally fixed as opposed to unilaterally detached like the refractors of their competitors. So they got that going for them. Um, now some of you may be uh, wondering about the barometric capacity of the flux dampers. Well, I can tell you uh, from personal experience that you don't need to worry yourself about that because they use a patented vacuum-poured monofilament high-density polymer for their dampers for a biometrically cohesive experience, um, which is a great feature. One really cool thing that they're doing is they also specialize in adaptive equipment. Um, they help people specifically that suffer with diplopia. By utilizing dual refractor flange for compensation, people can converge focal fields to a narrower linear plane. And lastly, a lot of questions that we get is, do they do uh, sunglasses? Uh, well, of course. Uh, for their sunglasses, they use a mixture of compound carbon fractals as well as dismemorative alloy fusions on the lens. By dipping the carbon fractals in the alloy infusion, the variable polarity of the sun's rays are diffused to a state of stable neutrality. Yeah, that's great. It was It's really cool that you guys got into kind of the details as much as I did. It's just such a cool cool company they make great glasses uh they're very comfortable uh which is cool and uh and they look very stylish so if you guys want to go check them out you can go to masimotoeyewear.com and input the code nickel park you will get 10 percent off your first purchase all right well cool yeah so thanks for doing that ben um next we're going to go home um we're going to go to a, a local establishment in the louisville area uh, by the name of Gus's Glasses, used. Um, so what Gus's Glasses is doing is they are um, recycling. They're they're taking used uh, glasses, sunglasses, stuff like that, and um, fitting them to new faces, and then they are converting old furniture into the uh, the frame for the lenses. Um, so they have a really unique, um, fitting process, uh, which I think Ben, uh, Ben actually went, you went and tried some on, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, can you talk to was, us a little bit? Yeah, it was a cool process. It was uh, very different from the, 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 the Masimoto process. Um, it involved, uh, kind of like a typical eye exam. You go, you sit in the chair and, and they try, you know, to, to figure out, how bad your eyes are, what kind of lenses you're going to need. Um, but because they're into recycling old glasses, uh, the process was a little longer. They kind of had uh, about a thousand different pairs of 
glasses that they would just sort of put on you see is this good no good no is this how about this no how about this no how about this no how about this no how about this one no how about this one no how about this no how about this no how about this no this one 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 the almost this one no 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 this one almost but not very comfortable this one no 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 but this one no this one no this one no this one no this one maybe this maybe hold up well and then they would just they would put that one in a separate bin mm-hmm in the maybe bin mm-hmm. um, I didn't get a lot I got actually I got none in the yes bin but I got seven pairs in the maybe bin um, and okay. they gave them all to me for I, th- I think I paid 15 bucks nice so okay well cool and it's, then it was they, a cool they, experience yeah and then they chopped up like an old recliner and mm-hmm and frame that around the lenses that you kind of used right which that was a similar process um so they had just a lot of chairs in a warehouse um and they kind of walk you around the warehouse and they're like how about this one do you want your glasses made out of this one and you're like no this one no Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we, uh, I think we get the idea. Yeah, and you got to <clears> pick, um, you get to pick the chair, the the sort of wood grain that you wanted them made out of. Mm. So, okay, um, cool. yeah. So the sorry, the fifteen dollars was to like get the 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 recycled glasses, but it's going to cost more when the finished product's done. But it's not much more. Oh, okay. It's a pretty inexpensive uh, way to get yeah. some uh, some glasses that mm-hmm. kind of um, can fit on your face. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, anyone that is interested in that uh, can go to www.used, comma, Gus's glasses, forward slash used, forward slash these are used.com. Well, here we are at the final bit of our podcast this is where well this is typically where we take common problems and solve them in an unconventional manner um but recently we've noticed that a lot of our solutions uh nearly 100 percent include at least one usage of a pneumatic tube Mm. so we we were kind of brainstorming today and the idea came up, is there anything a pneumatic tube cannot solve? And if so, we'll then talk about that at a later point. But today we're getting to the bottom of, is there any problem on this entire planet that cannot be solved using a pneumatic tube? This is going to really test our creativity, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I'm ready to dive right into it if you boys are ready. Yeah, let's go. So my first thought when thinking of this is some sort of medical situation Mm. is going to be tough to solve using just vacuum and tubes. So like, Mm -hmm. for example, I'm riding my bike and I'm about to hit this sick ramp 
and do a vert double negative inverted Swanson, and then I'd, yeah. I'd land I'd land on my dome ski and break my collarbone. Right. Mm-hmm. How how's a pneumatic tube gonna save me in that situation? You know. <clears throat> I think it would probably well. So your bone at that point is broken and displaced. Mm-hmm. So you just need to get it back to the correct area. Mm. And a lot of times we use like casts and stuff on mm-hmm. on the outside of our bodies. Right, right. But that's not where the bones are. The bones are inside. So I'm thinking you use a pneumatic tube to suck the bone bits together and then you then have to go in and have it surgically removed after. But the healing mm-hmm. process is swift and efficient. Plus you can uh, sort of suck up all the blood you left on the tarmac. That's also true. And they can stick that right back into your body. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That, that makes me think. So, you know, our bodies heal ourselves, right? Like that's how healing works. Mm-hmm. And blood is what heals us. As any doctor will tell you. And a pneumatic tube is a great way to suck all of the blood in your body to one central location, thereby expediting the healing process. Mm. Or even adding more blood to the scenario and more than likely just doubling efficiency. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Asked and answered. So, so we usually, so I'm trying to think. Very unconventional. So we we need an unconventional problem, right? Mm-hmm. This is true. And the solution can't be a pneumatic tube, right? So we need what are what are two what are pneumatic tubes good at? The suck. suck. Right, they're good at the suck. So we need a, a, a an unconventional problem. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we need. Well, or do we need a conventional problem? We usually do conventional problems with unconventional right. solutions. I think. We might have to go unconventional just to I find so something too. they can't do. Well, we right. need we need a question where the answer is blow. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. Right, like something that blows so hard, like a hurricane. Right. Well, see, but if you, you if, could if, just if, suck uh, all if, the hurricane up, yeah, exactly, you could suck <sighs> all the hurricane. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, and then it wouldn't be blowing because you'd have sucked it. Okay. So how about this? Uh, our military. We ran out of guns. They all broke, and the guy who's in charge of making them forgot how to make them anymore because mm-hmm. he has Alzheimer's. That got so that got real dark. Yeah, I got real real bummer. I feel really bad now. Okay, fine. He uh, misplaced his journal of instructions for gun making because because of his Alzheimer's. No, because he's a hoarder. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, a military hoarder. Yeah. Okay. We need guns. Now, obviously, the quick answer is you suck up all the enemy's guns. Or just suck up the enemies directly so into the, the enemy holding tank. Suck up their whole, yeah, the whole base. Dang. Okay. Okay, uh, back to the blow. What? What's uh? What's uh, the extreme unconventional blow? So I was trying to go with blow, as in like guns blow bullets out the front, mm, right. but it, it it went a little sideways. Yeah. Um, you're in space. You're in a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Boom! Asteroid hole in the side of your spaceship. Uh oh. You're being sucked, 
by the uh-huh. biggest new by the biggest vacuum that exists. Oh, there's well, counter vacuum. Yeah, counter vacuum. You can get it, but you can't beat space. Space is the biggest vacuum. You would need a crazy, crazy vacuum to hold you inside that ship. Plus, then all the air is gonna go. Guy go somewhere. Well, what if you just put a hole on the other side? And now space is sucking you both ways, and you're just gonna gently chill in the middle. You're, right. Your spaceship comes pre-equipped with like modular bits that come off to counteract <laughs> space holes. Mm-hmm. We need counter suction. <laughs> Death. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is good. All this right. This might be how far we have to take it. It could be. Because as much as I want to say suck the soul back into you, that's not going to go good. Um, A spiritual pneumatic tube. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come back here. Yeah, we all we all know God's got the biggest pneumatic tube, though. When it's time to go, he's going he's gonna, to, you're, you're going in that tube. Yeah, he's going to crank it up to 11. I'm on a pneumatic tube to hell. No. Vacuum? I'm on a vacuum. That's got the right. I'm vacuum riding a pneumatic tube to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we solved that. Did did we? But I, the problem is, I don't know that we're gonna come up with anything better for solving death. Uh, Maybe not. If we did, boy, would we not post it on this podcast? <laughs> we would be patenting it immediately. That's true. So maybe that's maybe that's just outside of the scope of like it has to be something that is solvable. Right. Okay. Um I work at a desk job and I have carpal tunnel from typing. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Fix that one, mm. tubes. This is actually good. This is good. This is good. This might be this this might be what we try to solve next week. Right, and there's no way to suck the keys right. down. Well, uh, no, cuz not in the right on. order. You got to use you got to use your fingers. Your fingers got to No, gotta no, no, no. This is easy. This is easy. You got a chip hooked up to your brain. The chip relays to a machine underneath your desk which has like, I don't know how many keys are on a keyboard. We'll say 50. 50 little pneumatic tubes at the bottom of each key. Your mm-hmm. brain says A. Mm-hmm. A pneumatic tube turns on Pushes down the A right. key, but I w- you've typed A. I would say that's not so much a pneumatic solution as it is just like the chip is the solution. Because it could also just say A and no button needs to move at all because you have a computer mm. chip in your brain. And it might as well just type A for you. No, it, yeah. no keyboard at all. I mean, surely it's got Bluetooth or screen share or something. Right. Like it's got to get to the keyboard. It might as well just go straight to your computer. Mm. Brain share. You got Chromecast up there. Right, Domecast. Dome, Domecast. Ooh, Domecast. <laughs> right, cut the podcast. We're patenting yeah, Domecast. Patent that. Uh, I'm getting on the the government real quick. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to beat Elon and his whatever Neuralink. That's a dumb name. Try Domecast. Dome- Domecast, <laughs> baby. That's so good. So I think that is a problem. I think that is a problem. That the solution, the easiest solution, or the 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 most clear unconventional solution is not pneumatic tubes, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been racking my brain. I can't figure it out with a tube. 
And that's a prime candidate for a future problem. Problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, uh, so we've got that. What about uh, I've been wrongly accused of tax evasion and I'm in prison? Suck yourself out of prison. Yeah. Suck yourself out of prison. I mean, that's basically what they did in Shawshank. It just wasn't like pressurized. Yeah, it was a little stankier. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm growing corn. Mm-hmm. Or soybeans, and ground—it's not wet enough. I need more water from the sky. What? You just suck it. You just yeah. stick it in a cloud, and 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 then the end of the pneumatic tube is in the ground. As soon as the ground, as soon as the cloud comes into contact with the ground, it's going to condensate into water. Boom! Water in the soil. Stick it in a leak. Yeah. Suck it over. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounded also, like you thought, said a leak, not a lake, to me. A which lake. was much funnier. Like, stick it in a leak. You know, <laughs> all farms <Yep>. have leaks. <laughs> stick a tube in your leak. Yeah. <laughs> when you first proposed that problem, Ben, I thought you said you're growing corn for your soy. For soy? Like, what's up? Hmm? Like, F O R. Like, uh-huh. I'm growing corn for soy. Oh, like, for, here you go, soy. soy. I brought you some corn uh, to snack knows. on. For soybeans to grow, they need to feed on corn flesh. <laughs> <laughs> They're cornables. <laughs> that sounds like a cereal brand. Oh, uh, yeah. Cornivores. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is. We might be cornivores eventually if everything else dies. True. Like an interstellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like. We probably got it, right? I mean, we did find one. We did find one. And that was more or less you're the a, goal. You're a shepherd, and mm-hmm. wolves keep killing your sheep. I mean, you can suck the sheeps to safety, or you can suck the wolves That's to... That's going to take so much effort. You know, there's got to be a better solution. Sure, you could solve it. I feel like the issue is, right, like, there's a lot of... We've done problems where the best solution is often pneumatic tubes. I feel like in mm-hmm. that case, as in the case of the keyboard and carpal tunnel, it is not the most efficient solution, or not mm-hmm. the best unconventional solution. Mm-hmm. Like the clear conventional solution would be to like move the sheep, shoot the wolves, put up a big tall fence, get some llamas. But unconventional <laughs> would be. <laughs> I think, but like, Luke was a little confused by that last one. Yeah. What is what? How is that llamas? related? Is, is yeah, llamas, llamas are ferocious. They they'll fight kill, they'll wolves? They'll kill a wolf right dead. I 100% do not believe you. It's True. the same Look reason it it's a, it's the same reason why farmers keep uh, donkeys with their either like horses or uh, cows. Because donkeys will mess up a coyote or a wolf. No way. Mm-hmm. Are they protect, protective though? Like if, if the donkey sees the horse getting gnawed on... Is mm-hmm. it going to walk over there? Because I feel like Donkey's just going to be like, I'm living my life. No, I think sucks, they like chase him off. Sucks for him. They at least they at least mess with coyotes. Wolves might be a little bigger, big for a llama's pay grade, but... At least <laughs> Modern coyotes. Farmer's Guide to, guarding, to Guard Donkeys. <laughs> Are coyotes guard stealing donkeys. your sheep? Maybe you need a guard donkey. Maybe not. I like it being one word. Guard this donkey. is Gardonkey. 
And he's wearing like a breastplate and a helmet. Mm. He's got a gold chain. It's like the bouncer for the pin. Yes. Who do you know here? And then on the bottom of his hooves, you've written like Pity the Fool, like Mr. T. Nice. Love that. And on one of them, it says Andy. Because <laughs> he's a Toy Story fan. Mm-hmm. And that's just his thing. Like, he just hey, likes it's it. just personal preference. Yeah. I feel like we should wrap it up. I think so, too. Um, all right. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed uh, that episode. We certainly enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy it, or even if you didn't, please tell uh, your friends or your family or your coworkers or anyone because they might like it, even if you didn't. Um, you can reach out to us at nickelparktours at gmail.com or on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast. Give us a follow. Um, hit us up. Say hey. Do whatever. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, thanks to AMF for having us on the network. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Thanks to Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song. And that is about it. Until next time, I am Joshua. I'm Ben. And I'm Luke. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.